Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Deep Drive Left Field Podcast, episode number 13. My name is Jack, otherwise known as LOE Nerds on Instagram. And I'm here joined with my co-host Ryan, otherwise known as Yankee Sad Talk on YouTube. Uh, in today's podcast, we're going to be doing a thorough AL Central review. We're going to be doing our offseason grades, our top 10 AL Central players, and a war draft. Uh, four players from the AL Central, similar to how we did with the last episode with the NL, excuse me, NL West. Yeah. And we'll also be doing uh, trivia. I'm pretty sure it is AL Central themed, but I could be wrong. I think it is. It is AL Central themed. Uh, so let's just get into it. But before we do, big thank you to our, sp- our sponsor, Relevance, for sponsoring today's podcast. Relevance, the best social networking app to connect to people with common interests, with hobbies, jobs, whatever it is, you can find it on Relevant. I'm starting an NBA Top Shot thing. I've got a baseball thing on there, and we have our podcast vibe on there. Make sure to go join. Uh, download the Relevant app. You can visit the App Store and download Relevant, or you can visit the link in my description, in the bio of MLB Nerd's Instagram to download the app. A big thank you again to Relevant for sponsoring today's podcast, and let's get into it. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Starting off with our AL Central uh, offseason review grades and outlook into the 2021 season, we're going to be starting with the Cleveland baseball team, otherwise known as the Cleveland Indians. That's their name at the moment, so we'll go with the Indians for now. The Indians made one pretty substantial move this offseason, which was trading Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor to the New York Mets. They signed Eddie Rosario. And they re-signed Cesar Hernandez, and that was kind of it. Uh, now I'll get us started here. I don't think Cleveland had as bad of an offseason as people might, you know, think. I'm probably I'm less extreme than other people, as reflected on my Colorado Rockies grade. I don't think it had a good offseason by any means. I think it was pretty shitty, but it wasn't as bad as some people might think. And I'll get into why probably later. But I'm gonna let Ryan go ahead and give his initial thoughts. Um. I think the Lindor and Carrasco trade, what they should have done in that situation is they could have, they should have tried to, uh, you know, sell them separately. Uh, like what the Pirates did. I know the Yankees were interested in getting Musgrove and Tyone, which would have just been my dream come true. But the pod, the Pirates didn't want to deal both of them uh, in the same trade because they thought they could get more value if they dealt them separately. They were right. Um, and I think that was something that Indians should have looked into doing. Obviously, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So I don't know if they tried to do it and they couldn't. If they could not, I actually think they did a decent job getting some value back for him. I like Jimenez. I think he's a really nice defensive shortstop. I don't know if he'll ever be the hitter he was in his rookie year. I think he overperformed. But realistically, if he's a 95-weighted runs creator plus hitter with his good defense, he'll be a quality shortstop there. Um, I like some of the prospects they got. Uh, I think Ahmed Rosario is an interesting case and an interesting prospect. He has the tools to be great. He just hasn't put it together yet. Um, so overall, I mean, meh, just not not a great offseason, but like you just throw your hands up. Like they, they got something for Lindor, I guess. And that, that's basically it. Yeah, and I, I agree with you in, in, in that, you know, they're still not going to be, they're going to be a competitive-ish team next year. They're not going to be a, a bottom dweller. They'll be an okay team. They have a great pitching staff and their team just seems to produce, you know, elite starting pitching right and left. So, you know, with Cleveland, it's sort of an interesting case relative to other teams that might trade their best player, but I'll let James go ahead and give us his thoughts. Um, with the Indians, I feel like, you know, they had an okay off season. They could have done better, could have done worse. You know, you got some value for Lindor. I think they didn't get very much 
in that trade, especially considering you're training Carrasco, who's on a good contract, multiple years of control, and they didn't need to trade him. Like Lindor, you kind of needed to trade because they're not going to extend him, and they're going to like – he was going to walk. But with Carrasco, you don't have that guarantee that – like you had him under control for multiple years. They're trying to at least win some games next year, and they're still – like a solid team, especially their pitching staff. Um, I think one thing that they could have looked into was maybe capitalizing on Ramirez's value, but I doubt they would have been able to do that. Uh, overall, I think they had just like a pretty average offseason. Yeah, I think the reason why they added Carrasco in the deal was because they wanted, uh, I believe, it's one of the world prospects. They got like, what was it? Hunter, Isaiah no, Green and Joshua. Green. Green, right? I, I think I, Isaiah Green. Huh? Isaiah Green. Dude, there's so many Green prospects. They're all really good. But uh, I think what happened was they wanted Isaiah Green, but the um, the Mets weren't willing to part ways unless they got an extra piece and they were get, able to get a bit extra. I would imagine deal with Lindor would be something like Jimenez and maybe a bit more. You know, Josh Wolf, not much else. But I think in order to get Green, they had to, and they ended up getting Rosario as well. They had to throw in that Carrasco part. But I understand what you're saying. I think they would have traded him anywhere way uh but i do agree with ryan also that it might have been better if they ended up trading in separate teams but uh finally jackson what are your thoughts on the cleveland baseball team slash indians offseason uh well for the lindor trade specifically i i'm just really not a fan of the return you're getting two shortstops when their farm system is loaded with middle infielders you got tyler freeman who's coming up next year Gabriel Arias is coming up next year. Carson Tucker, who's coming up in a couple of years. Aaron Bracha, who can play second. Brian Rocchio, who can play short. So I don't know. And Nolan Jones can play third and second. So I don't really know what they're going to do with Ahmed Rosario and Andre Jimenez. Are they just going to be there for a year or two? That doesn't really make sense to me. And Isaiah Greens, he's good. He's just a DH. And you got to understand what you're trading for. And a DH has little to no value because they're pretty replaceable and Josh Wolf was fine I think he's a good pitcher but they'll get pitching anywhere I think for the rest of the things they did fine I mean their team's going to be okay it's not going to be bad it's not going to be like Pittsburgh or or you know a really bad team but they're not going to be good and so this season was kind of just chilling out at hopefully 500. Yeah I mean you got to imagine like they're, they're they want to you know find that one replacement for Lindor and they're just going with like five or six guys to see who's going to be the best. Cause uh, maybe they'll try some guys in the outfield because their outfield depth is bad. Their farm system in the outfield besides I mean, their top guy is bad. So I guess you got to imagine they're going to try to move some of those guys to maybe center field, maybe the outfield somewhere. Nolan Jones has been, you know, playing some left field as well. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, what grades do you give? I'll start off real quick. I gave the Cleveland Indians a D plus. I think a D plus is pretty good for them. I haven't made a D. A D. Yeah, D plus is good. D plus. All right. Uh, let's move into our next team, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, they did didn't, didn't do too much, but they did, made a couple of uh, significant moves. Uh, they traded Lance Lynn for Dane Dunning. They signed Liam Hendricks to a three or four year deal worth $54 million, no matter what. And uh, they also uh, signed Adam Eaton on a one-year deal worth about $8 million. So I'll get started. I wasn't too big of a fan of the offseason. I think it was relatively average. Um, White Sox Twitter evidently does not agree with me. Um, but I, I didn't like the Hendricks signing at all. I understand he's a top-of-the-line reliever, but there are so many relievers out there this offseason with the non-tender guys and what have you. 
that were going for significantly less. And if they wanted more arms, because honestly, the White Sox bullpen is good, but I don't think Hendricks at $13 million or $16 million, depending on how that last year goes, it makes their bullpen better, but I don't think it's really worth it at the end of the day. As for Adam Eaton, I don't like it at all. I don't think he's great. He's kind of eh. There were a couple better guys. Apparently, Jack Peterson wanted to go, didn't want to go there, but they wanted Peterson. They offered him more. Whatever. There are still other guys out there. Kyle Schwarber was a the guy they could have gone after, former Cub. So, like, you know, I just think there were so many better options in a re- uh, reunion with Eaton. As for Dunning, I initially sort of feel like I overreacted a bit. I wasn't a fan of the deal at all. Now I sort of understand it, but Lynn, at the end of the day, is expiring, and uh, he's a good pitcher, and he throws a lot of innings, but I don't know if Dane Dunning was the guy you want to get up, just because I might be a bit higher on Dunning than a lot of people, particularly the White Sox organization. But I, 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 think, they, they, I think it was like a solid move because Dunning's not going to you know, fit in their plan next year probably, and if they really think they're contenders now, which I really don't think they're really World Series contenders at all at the moment, then I guess that was the right move to make. So uh, I'll let Ryan go ahead and – Give me your thoughts on the uh, offseason for the White Sox. So I agree with you that I didn't really like the Ian signing. And I did think that, you know, maybe it isn't the best idea to give a mega contract to a reliever. Well, for reliever standards, but I don't think it will hinder their ability to get better because like, I mean, it's not easy to compare them to a lot of other markets because yes, they play in Chicago, but they're not considered the market that the Cubs are considered to be. I can't compare them to a team like Houston, the Yankees where they're big markets where it's like, okay, those two teams can absorb big contracts. Like the Yankees can absorb a Britain and a Chapman contract, but even they have to trade away Otafino. Um, And the Astros, you know, they, they're always near or above the luxury tax or at least ever since they started competing. So it's a little bit hard for me to get, um, you know, see where they're going with that. Uh, as long as the Hendricks deal doesn't hinder their ability to add talent and ownership shows that they're willing to spend, I think that's hopefully a sign of that. I think that the Hendricks deal overall will not play a factor in any of their future moves. I think the Lance Lynn deal does something for them that a lot that, you know, is really underrated in the sense that it gives them a stable guy who's going to pitch a lot of a pitch, a lot of innings at a quality level on a per rate basis. Is he elite? No, but he's got incredible volume. They need that desperately because if they're going to go into next into this season with um, Giolito, Keuchel, Dunning, Cease, and Kopech, I don't think they'd have a shot at the division. I think Lynn is a big, big difference for that uh, rotation. I think he'll play a massive role for that rotation, being a much better option than Dunning is for their rotation and being much more reliable and safe than a guy like Keuchel, a guy like Cease, or a guy like Kopech. Because Keuchel's performance is very volatile. The other two guys are either injury-prone with Kopech and Cease has just been terrible. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I think we might end up having similar grades, just the way, sort of the way you talk. Maybe you have a bit higher than me, but I think it'll be in a similar realm. Similar, similar realm. Excuse me, James. What are your thoughts on the White Sox offseason? Try not to be incredibly biased. That's kind of your thing. No, I'm not going to be incredibly biased because I actually think I have a higher grade than you two do, um, because they got better and they got a lot better than they were last year. You. You know, you may have not had the most valuable signings that you could have had, like, for example, signing Hendricks for fifty-two million when was it fifty-two or fifty-four? I don't know. Fifty-four over four or three, and that it's such a weird contract. It's it's a weird contract either way, but but um, you know, you could have had Yates, you could have had Rosenthal, somebody like that who could provide similar value, but at a at a cheaper price, you could have signed multiple relievers but that's not that big of a deal the lynn signing of lynn trade uh rather is a big deal i think they 
make a massive upgrade there because Dunning, you know, he's a prospect. You don't know how he's going to turn out. He's old. He's 26. Uh, not old, but he's 26. And he just debuted last year. Or not debuted, but he had his full, first full season last year. It's a huge upgrade. Um, maybe not quite on a rate basis, but he's going to throw so many innings for them. Uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if he's – unless he gets hurt, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't throw 200, 210 innings for them, which is super valuable, especially for a team that doesn't have a great bullpen. Uh, I mean, they, they, like, they have a solid bullpen, but I think it's a, I think it's a good offseason in general. They filled the holes that they needed to fill. You know, Eaton, eh, like he, apparently they offered 110 or one, one year, 10 million to Jack Peterson, and he said no. Uh, some of the Cubs instead. I mean, like you can't control that. That's not their fault. Um, and I'd rather have Eaton than a guy like Eddie Rosario or something like that. So I think it's, you know, it's a solid off season at the end of the day. And Jackson. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this off season. I mean, Tony Larusso hiring bad. I, I think the Lance, that. the Lance Lynn trade is is a risk, and it could work out if he has a good year. So that's kind of one. It's a little too early to tell, uh, especially trading for Dane, or trading away Dane Dunning and Avery Weems. Well, you know they could be good. They you know it's a it's a risk. So if Lance Lynn has a good season, I think that's a fine trade in the end. Adam Eaton, I don't really know what you're doing signing him. Liam Hendricks, I guess that's a good signing. Overpaid. Carlos Radon, fine. Three million dollars is nothing. But I think the biggest thing for them is, is they're just going to get a lot of guys coming up coming back like Kopech is going to come back Vaughn's probably going to come up Derek Crochet Jonathan Stever Luis Gonzalez so I think they're gonna to have to rely on a lot of young guys or I guess all those guys are like 25 but they're gonna to have to rely on those guys instead of maybe more guys you would hope for in a wild card contending team yeah they did sign legendary closure Carlos Rodon uh if you know about that Bob Nightingale again. You don't like you guys didn't see the Bob Nightingale tweet? Bob Nightingale broke the sign. I did preface, not see that. He prefaced it with the White Sox bring back their legendary closure or something like that. It was fucking hilarious. He was like Carlos oh. Rodon, a sneaky closer signing who's like led the league in saves at the last. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty Bob-esque. Is, isn't he a uh, starter? He's a starter. Yeah. yeah he's, you know, he's confusing it with, yeah. with another guy, Rondon, not Rodon, Rondon. But Rondon. Hector, Rodon. Hector Rondon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, he, but he was a cup. Exactly, yeah, he, but he thought. Also, they're not even close. They don't remotely look like, and he's a left-handed pitcher versus right. It doesn't really matter. It's uh, whatever. I, it's, I didn't it's, think. Yeah. You know what I forgot, and I think all of us forgot except for Jackson was, or maybe you just didn't take into account. Sci-fi, I hiring Larusa might be the worst move of the entire <laughs> offseason. Uh, well, the yeah, worst I yeah, think for not. any yeah, I was, team. I didn't really for mention it, team, but that was sort of what when it, when I go when you see my grade, it'll probably reflect that. The Larusa signing was really bad. Um, uh, like, I mean. Like if it depends on the team. This is a young team, a flashy team, a fun team. They're gonna bat flip. They're gonna like you know they're gonna show a ton of emotion. That's just the way they play. Like you've got Tim Anderson, you've got Luis Ro- Robert Robert. I don't even know. You've got um, you've got Eloy, you've got Moncada, you've got a bunch of young guys there, and their entire team's gonna be young. You hired the oldest manager in the league who hasn't been a manager since 2011. He's it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense why you would go for him when uh, this was, and that was before AJ Hinch was hired. So that Didn't probably makes have, that probably makes it even worse because there's there's no way AJ Hinch wanted to go to the Tigers over the White Sox 
based on where these teams are. They had a promo released to White. You know, like how you have, if you subscribe to the email for your team, right? They'll send you like the like, oh, it's official. Player signs here. They had that, and I think an email. I don't. I had. I had the screenshot a while ago. The email that had there had AJ Hinch's signature there. So I think they were wanted to get AJ Hinch, but I'm pretty sure it was Reinsdorf who wanted Larusa there. He was. He's a big Larusa guy. Um, yeah, I understand. Like that's gonna, uh, uh, you know worsen their grade i guess for someone like i guess jackson docked the grade for that i guess you guys are going to just overall the uh, just dock the grade for that but the question i'll present you guys is outside of like a corner outfielder i think they really were in i think they are still in need of a good corner outfielder outside of that unless eloy's the dh but outside of that what else could they do right now? and obviously starting pitching what else could they have they not addressed this offseason they improved the bullpen um they improved the rotation and they tried to patch up one of the corner outfield spots and they tried, I don't know if it's going to be successful, but they tried to do it outside of like getting another bat like that and another arm. What else would you really do that considering their budget, considering all that stuff, what could you realistically have them do to improve well, the team even more? First of all, if you're talking about budget, then why they give, and you're saying it's not going to like hinder them to give another guy, then why would they, like you said, why would they sign like a Hendricks and that's you know, fair. Gave him a big contract, which is why I'm not a fan of that. Ryan's was just spent a fuck ton of money or anything like that. So don't think it was a great contract there. Uh, as for needs, your DH is Andrew Vaughn, who hasn't played above single A. He's not even like he's yeah, he hasn't played above single A. Uh, if you didn't know that. I don't know why people think he's MLB ready. I don't think he's MLB ready. I'm no well, people th- people think he's MLB ready because he missed last season and he's 22. Like he that's true. At, I, I, that's true. At, at that. some point. I, you know, he, he mashed in what he played in single A, but it was and then he played, like, he played an A, a plus level. I don't even yeah, know what that means. It's like similar. It's high A ball. It's like, it's, yeah, they played, he played in like, I don't know the difference between high A and low A, but he hit well there and he he's old cr- enough. He crush though. Like, it's not like, I, I, I thought I was going to see like a 180 WRC plus like a 150. Oh. It's 138 and 122. So I think he's good. Gonna... But, but the thing is, they're relying on him to be their designated hitter, which is, in theory, supposed to produce one of the better, you know, hitters in the lineup just because he's just hitting. Um, their li- their rotation is pretty weak, like we addressed. They got Lynn, which is cool. You know, they gave a pretty big – I don't want to say a big prospect. Donning's a pretty big guy. Regardless, it was an okay trade. Eden's not very good. I don't think he's got much left in the tank at this point. Uh, so they're going to roll out Eaton in right field. They're going to have Eloy in left, which is a disaster waiting to happen defensively. That's why I think yes, they need a left good hitter. He'll be, yeah, I understand. He'll be a good hitter. They got Robert in center field. Robert, I, I apologize. Love to him. Him. He takes offense to not being able to pronounce it because we don't know. Somebody said that he said Robert. Somebody else said he says Robert. So we'll just say Robert. Please correct us if we're wrong. Um, Nick Madrigal is not very good. He's playing Magic center field. Flies. Magic. I like and, and I like say, Magic. Say, I like he's him not good. It's just is is dumb. I like him a lot. I mean, he's like kind of. I really do like him. Oh, he's. Good. I, like he's going to be an above average hitter, and he's, I'm pretty sure he's a good defender too, right? He, he is a good defender. defender. Yeah, so he's going to be. Average. All right, so he's, he's like, going to be a good defender. He's not. He's going to. I'm trying to say. He'll be the next. He'll be like Colton Wong next year. He'll be around. Uh, I think he's a little better than that. He's going to hit like three points. Whatever, fine. He's like Colton Wong. Let's just say he's Colton. All right, that's fine. I'm just projecting. The thing is, Tim term- Anderson is going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. Tim Anderson, Yoan Moncada, Jose Abreu, are these guys going to be there? They're, you know, to, is Abreu going to go back to 2019 or is he going to be 2020 or is he going to be somewhere in the middle? Is somewhere Anderson going to go back to, to 2018, 2017, where, wherever that was? 
Is he going to regress like projections and everything else has him regressing? The White is actually a big question mark, which is why I'm not too big of a fan. They didn't really get any, anybody that you know. Besides Lance Lynn, they don't have anybody that really they know is going to – besides Grandall as well, that's going to be like a, a really, really good player. Like Liam Hendricks? I have one guy I know that's going to be really, really good. I I guess really and Evan Marshall. I have two guys. Who? Yasmani Grandal, obviously. He's going to – he's going to – oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, and then, I think you know Jimenez will be I'm good, telling you – okay, but I'm telling you right now, I will not be surprised if Eloy Jimenez hits 40 home runs this year. Yeah, I know. I, I, he's going to hit like 40 home runs. This dude's going to be a stud this fine. year. I think he's going to really tear that lineup. He's a DH. He's not a left fielder, but that's fine. I still love him. I can love him still, though. You I can, can absolutely love him. adore him. I, I, I love him. Yo, Eloy, if you're listening to this, I want you to know I love you, okay? And I want you to know one thing. If you face J.A. Happ and the Minnesota Twins, please hit three home runs. Like, just kill the guy. Like, I Please force this guy into retirement. Like, if you get to face him, every time he throws a fastball, just disregard anything you've ever been taught about plate discipline. Just swing at whatever fastball he throws. I promise you the ball is going at least 450. The dude cannot look. The dude's terrible. Half is garbage. Please force him into retirement. It would make me laugh. It would make me happy. Make me happy. Make me smile. Jack will like the White Sox more. He'll like you guys more. He'll, he'll give you more. Yes, he would. Yeah, I'd love you guys. I'm still on the White Sox being fucking mediocre. And they're not, not going to be mediocre. They're a good team. They're, they're a good team. Yeah, Statistical variance, young players. Yeah. They're going to be a good team. I, I, I like I like their outlook for this year. We actually got to finish this segment up with the White Sox. We spent a, a minute here and we got a lot of other things to cover. Offseason grades. I give the White Sox a C. I give him a B plus. I give him a B plus as well. I give him a C minus. All right, so pretty split opinion here. Uh, anyways, moving on to our next team, we're gonna move on with the uh, Kansas City Royals. Now, I actually kind of like what the Royals did this offseason. It wasn't anything great, but they got a couple low risk, high reward type guys. Ben Intendi, they gave up Khalil Lee. I kind of like Lee actually a bit. I, I I don't know how I feel necessarily about the deal, but Ben Intendi's ceiling is a lot higher. Former Red Sox, by the way. Um, in that outfield with Mookie Betts and, and Jackie Riley Jr. That's tough for the Red Sox, really. Um, they also got Carlos Santana, another really good. Uh, he walks a, a shit ton of time. How much does he like? How much does he walk? He walks a lot, and that's good. Um, he also he, he had a pretty bad, uh, not bad season last year, but it wasn't great. He's a very. He can definitely be better than he was in 2020 for sure. He could be a guy that traded the deadline. Um, they got some young pitching. I'm kind of a fan of Brady Singer. Uh, Brad Keller, they're going to be all right. They're not going to be a great team by any means, but they're going to be like, okay. And I, I kind of like, as a rebuilding team, any rebuilding team should be trying to get veterans or guys that can get on one-year deals that have high upside, one, two-year deals, and they fulfill the deadline. So I kind of like what they did. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Kansas City Royals offseason? I agree that I like their signings, but I don't like the Benintendi trade for them. I think the Red Sox did an absolutely great job trading away Benintendi and getting a guy like Frank Cordero. I I didn't even pronounce his first name fully. Just screw it. I'm not going to try it. Cordero. That's what I refer to him as. Uh, Franchi Cordero. Um, I think, and I think trading away Kalili, I don't like that. those two moves. I don't like those dealing prospects like that. I don't think Benintendi makes any sense to deal for because his contract expires in two years, I believe, or three. And that's not within your window of, of competing. So you're not going to be a great team in two years. Or I don't th- I don't know if you're going to be a great team in two years. It's a very low chance you're not. Uh, there's a very low chance you are. They might be semi-competitive, but by then he's going to be on expiring contract. And if he's good, which you hope he's good, then he's going to ask for more money than what they can give him. And if he's bad, then you lose the trade. So no matter what happens, the Royals are going to lose Benintendi before they have a chance to compete with him. So it's weird to give up assets for a guy that has two years of control left. Like this signing a guy to a two-year contract like Santana makes sense. 
for control. You get to trade the guy either this year or next year. You can determine that whenever he's more valuable. Uh, I like deals like that. I like signing Mike. Didn't they sign Mike Martin as well? I like that deal for them because you can deal him if he's good. If he's bad, who cares? But I just don't like trading assets when you're a bad team for uh, a player with two years of control left. Best case scenario is you trade Benintendi, but you have to hope you get more than what you got for him. So you're, and if he, again, if he's good, he, you either trade him away and hope you get more for him or um, he leaves in free agency. And if he's bad, you lose the trade. So I think there's a very low chance of the Royals winning this trade. So because of that, I don't like to trade for them. I think overall, I, I think they kind of get overrated. Some people think they can win the, they can maybe fight for a wild card spot. No way in hell they're yeah, fighting for a wild card spot. That, that's crazy. They're never, they're not coming close to a wild card spot. They don't have the pitching depth. They're young. They're not good yet. They're just not. I mean, and Benetton isn't even a great player either. He's an inconsistent player. He's a terrible fielder. So again, I mean, the fact that the Red Sox got assets for Benintendi from a team like the Royals is incredible. The fact that the Mets got Khalil Lee from the Royals is incredible. Uh, <laughs> I just don't even understand what the Royals are doing right now. And James. What do you mean you don't understand what they're doing? Like they, they, are in the middle of a rebuild, right? So you sign a couple of guys who have a ton of upside that you could trade. They're old, they're cheap. There's no Correct. reason not I like to do those it. Moves. I love those moves. I was, I'm just, I was talking about the Benatendi trade. That's the only, I despise that move. I don't understand that move at all. Well, Franchi Cordero sucks, so that doesn't really matter. And I guess, what's that face all about? He hasn't, he hasn't hit at the major league level at all, and he's what, 27? No, it's also, the, I mean, it's, it's 26, one and two trading away uh, Khalil Lee for, to the Mets and trading away Cordero to the Red Sox and other prospects as well for a guy who's on. He's all that good. I mean, he's fine. I, he's just he's, not, I don't like, think he's great, but you're tra- still trading away assets for a guy you're not going to utilize at all in your champ, in your uh, co- competitive window. He ever. has a high upside based on what he's done in the past. What's I the, don't, even if he doesn't project to be as good as he was in the past, there's still a chance that he can get back to that, which is a very, very valuable trade asset. Who, Ben Intendi? Uh, ben Intendi. That's so why would you then I, trade for him? I just... Why would you give him much? I mean, because let's say you, ben didn't give, you didn't give much up at all. But yeah, you still say, you still gave up assets to go out and get... Yeah, but Ben Intendi is a more ben valuable ben asset than anyone they gave up. But let's say Ben Intendi is, is 2018 half of the 2021 season. Let's just say that happens. That's an absolute win because they can flip them at the deadline. Maybe between like the White Sox, you need a left fielder, like you know, a- a- any especially if he has a high batting average. I'm sure the White Sox would love that. Um, a- any team should in the Royals position should be taking flyers on guys like 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 Ben Benintendi, especially because it's not like they're giving up a huge asset. I like Lee. I think he's a good player. I think he can be a solid. You know, maybe not fourth out. Maybe he's like in that fringe fourth outfielder role. He's a good defender. He's got good speed. He's got some power. I, I don't think he's all that. I don't think he's not. I, I don't think he warrants not getting Benintendi. But also, I mean, you also have to think the asset of Benintendi has to get significantly better in order for him to be valuable. Because even if he's just as good as he was in like 2019, the value of said asset is lower because there's less years of control on him when you deal him. So you have to hope and pray. He still has more than one. Which yeah, but it's still year. having two years of control is different from having one year of control. Those are two separate things. Position. They can move in the offseason or they can move at the deadline. The thing is, you have to pray I, that that happens. I, they I have to pray that that happens. I, I just think you're, you're, it's not praying. Of, you can also develop players yourself and make, yeah. And like, well, let's say the Royals do a really good job, whatever happened 2019, 2020. Let's say he, for some reason, learns how to run again because he was like a lot slower over the past few years for whatever reason. 
let's say he gets back to that 2024 and excuse me, 2018 gets close to it, whatever. It's going to be a win for the Royals. And either way, if it's not a win, clearly is not an all-star caliber player. He's not a, he's not a top tier player. He's not, not even really a fringe. He's sort of looking out like a fourth outfit. I, I really don't see him as much. He's more. Alvin Omar Jr. Omar Jr. Maybe a bit better because Omar kind of sucks. But anyways, I'll move it over to Jackson. Well, just in general, I love what the Royals have been doing for the past like three years now because they were really bad. They had about nothing. And now, and this offseason, they completely revamped their outfield. They got Ben Taylor, Benny Tenby, Michael A. Taylor, Edward Olivares, but they lost, you know, outscored and Brett Phillips, Franchi. Uh, and I think what they got is significantly better than what they had. Uh, they got Carlos Santana, which I loved. Michael Franco left. That's fine. They extended Hunter Dozier. That's good. Got Mike Minor, Lisa and Greg Pollen. I mean, all the moves they've made are just, they seem good, you know? And their farm system is going to be loaded. They're, they have pitchers out at the wazoo. They got Asa Lacey, Daniel Lynch, Jackson Cower, Chris Bubich, Brad Keller, Jonathan Bowen, Carlos Hernandez, Austin Singer. Cox, Brady Singer. Uh, and they drafted Nick Lofton, who I love at shortstop. And, of course, they had Bobby Witt coming up in probably a year. And dude hit like a 480-foot home run the other day. So I just yeah. love what the Royals are doing in the last couple of years now. And I think all the moves they've made are pretty – consistent with how they've been so I, I like this offseason I don't think it's amazing I just think it's what they need to do to continue to be to you know try to contend in a couple of years all right I will move on to grades real quick I gave the Kansas City Royals a B minus not gonna lie you guys changed my mind a little bit on the Ben Attendee trade just a little bit I refuse, I'm not gonna say I'm wrong but a little bit uh I'm too arrogant to say that but I'll give him a B plus give him a B what the fuck I give him a B that kind of switched up real quick. I had the lowest grade, but I feel like I was giving him the highest besides maybe Jackson, but whatever. Um, move on to uh, the Minnesota Twins. I like what the Twins did this offseason. I don't like the Colony deal too much. I don't like the Colony deal too much. Um, I do like the Simmons signing a lot. I like the Nelson Cruz re-signing. They didn't do too much else. They lost Oda Rizzi. Uh, they lost Rich Hill as well, but their rotation is going to be okay. Um, I feel like I overrated them just a bit in this grading, so I'm going to probably bump it down just a bit. Um, but yeah, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Benintendi? Excuse me, the fuck Ben, the, the, the Twins. But what are your thoughts on the Twins? Off-season. I did not like their offseason a lot, like at all. I really didn't like it. Interesting. Why didn't you like it? One, okay, so you lost May and Clipper, two guys who were producing for you at a very... Yeah, and that you replaced them with Alex... Holome, two good relievers, May being one of the best relievers in baseball, Clippard being a pretty solid reliever, and you replaced him with Alex Holome. How? Uh, what? So your bullpen's gonna be downgraded by a pretty solid. Not, they, not got, a, um, they got they got Hansel Robles too. Oh, Robles, but Robles, Robles, and relievers. He, it hasn't wasn't he like terrible last year? Like atrocious year in twenty nineteen, and then terrible in twenty eighteen. So he's inconsistent. So I don't know what he is. He's not, he's certainly this, those two are certainly worse than Clippard and May. I can definitely say that with a fact. Clippard and May are better than those no, two. He's probably better than Clippard. Clippard's not that great. Clippard's was really good the last two years. Look at Clippard. I mean, really, really good. Robles yeah, had a what, 3 9 1 Sarah in 2018, and he has 3 7 9. I mean, he's got, amazing. he's, I mean, he's like, what, his K, his strikeout minus walk rate is 17%. Like he's, He's a solid reliever. He had a bad year last year, but he only threw 16 innings. 
Clipper had a 322 ERA and 358 Sierra in the last three years. And in his last two years, it's a 286 uh, ERA and a 373 Sierra. So it's not like he's carried by his 2018. He's been I mean, really, really good. Robles was signed to a one year, $2 million contract. Like, there's that's a solid move. I, I guess. But I, I, what I'm saying is they downgrade the bullpen and then the rotation. It's not very good. It's very meh. For a team that need that in my opinion it's not though i I mean what's that really saying what's that really saying what is that really saying do you you think do you think a rotation of maeda barrios i mean who who even is the rest of it it's Uh, how the fuck do you say his name it's pineda hap and dobnak i think fuck hap hap is gonna be fucking terrible hap is terrible i like barrios i like maeda I like Pineda, uh, but I just don't think he's that great. Pineda, Hap, Shoemaker, Dobnak, Smeltzer. I, guess, I like Shoemaker. Yeah, I like Shoemaker. Yeah, I th- but I think, isn't Duran a 2022 guy? No, he's 2021. He's finally released his mind. Either way, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the twins, I don't think it's better than the White Sox rotation, but that's... Yeah, I just don't think it's good. I think it's pretty and- the lineup is really good, though. I think the lineup's still always going to be very good, and I like the Simmons signing, but I just don't think they did... They just didn't do anything enough to address the pitching. You could have gone out. You could have maybe tried, you know, you could have tried to pursue a Tanaka or a Paxton a little bit more. I know Tanaka is a little bit more of a outside shot because we really don't know how interested he was in, go- in going to another major league ball club, not named the Yankees. So, yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's – I'll cross that off there. But there are trades you could have made. Musgrove and Tyone were both out there. You could have grabbed one of them. You couldn't have signed a Paxton, at least a flyer. Give them some. Give the fans yeah, something. I'm not saying they shouldn't they do anything. They just didn't. They let go of Rizzi too. And Odorizzi isn't great, but he's better than Dobnak or better than Hap. He's, oh, no, he's for sure better than Hap. Didn't they give Hap like $8 million, $9 million? They gave him eight. They paid him as much as they paid Paxton. They, gave, they thought Jay Hap is a better yeah. option than James freaking Paxton. Well, Paxton's not going to, Paxton's not a guarantee to throw more than like one inning. What is Hap? What is Hap? Like, is Hap even, like, what, like let's be real here. What is J.A. Happ? You know, he is a bad starter who overperformed a lot in 2020, overperformed a lot in 2018, was really bad in 2019, suffers the home run ball. He has not been good. He's like a 4-2 Sierra starter, and they're paying him $8 million, and he's, I mean, he's just he's inconsistent, and he's aging. His 2018 carries the Sierra because his 2018 was his last good season. But the last two years, his has been terrible. Yeah, but he's still – he's still like, you know, I feel like at least at the worst, he's an average starter. No, he was below average in 2019. Very well below average. I guess. I think he's probably somewhere in that 4-4, four, 4-3 four, 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 range ERA next year. Like, that's not a bad signing for $8 million. It's not that bad. I guess. But, I mean, I just don't, like, have – and also, I mean, I know this is, this might not be super relevant to you guys, but there's – when you're battling with the White Sox for a division and the, the very thing that the White Sox hit very well is left-handed, left-handed pitching, pitching. And you sign a ter- a very mediocre left-handed pitching, you're literally never going to be able to p- pitch Hap in that in a game against the White Sox and have him win. I, I guarantee you – I don't care about record about, for the pitcher, but I guarantee the Twins' record against the White Sox when Hap pitches will be 0-5 or 0-6. They'll never win a game with Hap pitching. They'll have to get really lucky. Well, maybe they'll really play bad. against Dylan Cease. Maybe, maybe. But even uh, they, they'd have to get very, they'd have to pitch against, he'd have, would have to pitch against a terrible starter in order for him to win those games. I don't think they did enough. I think that they stayed very stag, uh, you know, stagnant. They didn't do anything to get much better. They are a team that's in the middle of, it's not good enough to win a World Series. Not really young either. They're not a young, budding team where it's like, oh, they have a great farm. You know, everyone's going to start getting good again now. They're not that. 
And they're not like a team that can spend a ton of money. So they're just in this like void of being an all right baseball team. And that's how you end up. And they're going to continue to lose playoff games. They're going to continue to get embarrassed. They're going to continue to over have an inflated regular season record by a bad division. And they're just going to continue to disappoint the fans, just be a disappointment to the league and be an embarrassment to all of baseball. All right. I'll let Jackson go here. Jackson, what are your thoughts? I, I didn't, I didn't hate the twins off season. I mean, like, they got back Nelson Cruz. Angelton Simmons was a terrific signing. Uh, I think a lot of their, their young guys are going to come up this year. Ryan Jeffers is going to come back. Johan Duran is going to come up, and I think he's going to pitch really well and eye on him. Maybe you see Balzovic in September. Trevor Larnick's going to come up. Kirov's going to have a, a bigger impact. So I think a lot of the, the young guys are going to play better than people think. I think they're easily the best team in the division. I, I would have them as definitely the favorites. I think the rotation can be improved, but their bullpen is still solid. I think Colin is all right. Uh, I think they're just definitely proved themselves is definitely better than the White Sox. And I think that's good enough to have a pretty good offseason. And I don't uh, know if I, James, I don't, you just added under Ryan. So what are your like full thoughts? What are your, like, your all thoughts? right. So I think the Twins had a terrible offseason, but for a couple of reasons, uh, what the Twins did these last uh, oh, one guy they lost that I don't think any of you mentioned is Matt Whistler. Whistler? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Not great. It's like a, uh, that's not true. He was good in 2020 and wasn't great before that. Like, I mean, he's got, what, he's, the past two years he struck out 30% of the batters he's faced. He's like, like five innings? In, in 77 innings, but go for it. Um, I think that's, a, that's another great sign by the Giants, but that's besides the point. Um, thing about the twins is I think they just, they're stagnant at a place where you're not going to win games. You're you're not, you're going to win games, but you're not going to win, you know, you're not going to win world series. You're every year your contender winning, your contending window gets smaller and smaller. And they're just on a downward decline from that 2019 season that they won hundred games. They're not going to win hundred games again. They're probably going to win like 88, 89 games when the division gets swept in the, get swept by the Astros or whatever. And there's, there's no like upside here. All right. Uh, let's get into grades. I give the twins a B minus. I'm giving Ryan, it a, give the twins. Huh? Oh, I'm giving them a solid D minus. I also have them at a D. Also, wait, I thought you guys said B minus. They, I had, I said B minus Jack, Jack, uh, Jack said B, B minus. Ryan said D minus, and I said. Oh, I thought D-. Ryan said B minus. All right. Uh, yeah, I think a B minus is about right. All right, and last and least in this division, the uh, Detroit Tigers. They have my boy Matthew Boyd, and that's kind of it. They're not surrounding with enough talent. It's a shame, truly a shame, that they're they're letting this the goat's career, you know, go to waste in this shithole. You give up on Cabrera. Oh, yeah, actually, they to have. Jeff Mathis. I didn't say Jeff Mathis. He pitched three innings with three strikeouts. and one five balls per training ERA. We don't talk about it. All right, we don't talk about it. All right, they haven't really deduced the balls from Matthew yet. Regardless, uh, Tigers offseason, I think it was pretty solid. Uh, they sort of did what the Royals did, but I, I didn't want to say larger scale. They got Grossman. They got Scope back. I don't like the fact that they let go to Crone, but it is what it is. Um, they got Scooball, Mize. Uh, Manning should all be pitching this year. That's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, they didn't do much else. I mean, am I forgetting anything? Uh, besides Grossman? Scope. Oh, I said Scope. Oh, Wilson Ramos. 
Wilson Ramos. I like that. Jose, actually, Ur- Jose Urena. Renato Nunez. Renato Nunez. Renato Nunez. Renato, I actually kind of like the Nunez. Actually, I'm forgetting a lot of these. I, I think I think I think Lily Castro is good. Uh, they Garcia. didn't sign him, obviously, but. Yeah. yeah, they should trade. They have Nico Goodrum, who I really like as a defensive shortstop. I feel I think like he's a I feel fantastic like one. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but I think Mazzara has a little bit of upside. You're completely wrong. He sucks. Uh, he technically does have upside, but he's, he's he just terrible. That's kind of it. I mean, he kind of has like been kind of yeah. He's not been great, and you thought he's gonna. Yeah, and out. I don't know if I exactly trust the Tigers to fix him. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he is this year. Um. Ooh, that's basketball news. Um, regardless, uh, just Jackson, you haven't said anything yet. What were your thoughts on the, the? Oh, I saw your scene. I mean, I think they just had a fine offseason. Like, they're going to have to rely on a lot of their young guys again, like all of these teams in this division. Miles Manning, you said Scooball, yeah, Joey Wentz, Alex Fajardo, Franklin Perez, Bo Burrows. I mean, that's their, almost their whole pitching staff in, in that board, I guess. Who, who's a Spencer Turnbull. Spencer Turnbull is all yeah, right. Too. Michael play. Fulmer. I don't think I don't know if Torx how much Torx gonna play. What about game. Julio Tehran? Julio uh, Tehran. Uh, he's well, got a nice slider. I, the Braves like destroyed is, him. Is yeah. Manning gonna be up this year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hopefully uh, for, year. for me, there isn't much else to say. Anybody else? Because I'll go into grades if you guys don't have much else to say here. Um, I think that Matthew Boyd should. They, it's good that they held on to him because you have. He's not going to have any value right now. You have to. You have to hope that you can develop him a little bit more and deal him because he's going to be a free agent in two years. And I think he's a. If he's good, he's a golden ticket to get some solid prospects. And I, with whenever there is pitch, whenever there is a pitcher who's good at the trade deadline, teams are going to get desperate. And when you are the when you're the last pitcher standing on the market, teams start to overpay. Teams start to get into a bidding war. They have to develop Matt Boyd. He's going to be a big part of what they do because if he's good, they can get some assets for him. And I, I just think what they're doing right now is really really good. I like the fact that they get veterans. They don't. They're they're building up that farm. That farm is starting to become one of the best in baseball. They have a bright future. They just have to keep managing those veteran guys to so be good so they can sell them off and keep improving the farm. All right, I gave the Tigers for grades. I gave them a C plus. I'm giving them a C plus as well. I gave them a D. They didn't do anything. Why? I'll give them a... Like, why? If C is average, they did not have an average offseason. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. What are they going to do? Like, what, like, what do you expect them to do? What are they supposed to do? Trade? What they were supposed to trade for well, the They also got AJ Hinge. Yeah, that Hinge. was a good thing. I, I think you're sort of underrating them here. But... Yeah, I'm going to give them a, like a C plus, B minus, like whatever's in the middle. Like, like a 79.5. Like a... <laughs> I don't know. I don't really agree with that. Jackson, what'd you say? You said C plus? I said like C plus, B minus. Right All right, that's fair. So that's going to uh, do for our grades portion and our offseason review. We're going to move into our top 10 players in the AL Central. We do this every time, obviously, with a ranking. You say 10 and then 9. Everybody goes around. That's how it goes. The Minnesota Twins shortstop, Anderson Simmons, at number 10. Uh, I have Yohan Moncada at number 10. Oh, uh, Whoa, okay. Kinda... Wait, hold on. Because I, did, oh. I didn't even – I expected nobody to have him. Uh, I have Louis Robert at number uh, 10. What? You don't have Mokana on your list? Just me? Just go. Am I tripping yeah. up? I'm I had Jackson. Who'd you say? Ten too. Okay. at ten. All right. At number nine, I had Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. 
I have Max Kepler at number nine. Uh, I have Lance Lynn at number nine. I have Eli Jimenez at number nine. At number eight, I have Kenta Maeda of the Minnesota Twins. Hmm. Uh, at number eight, I have Luis Robert. Robert. Number eight, I have Liam Hendricks of the Chicago White Sox. And I have Lucas Giolito. And at number seven, I have Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, number seven, I have Eloy Jimenez. At number seven, I have Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. Number seven, I have Timmy Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. And at number six, I have Yohan Moncada of the Chicago White Sox. Whoa. At number six, I have Kenta Maeda. I might be like super off. At number six, I have Josh Donaldson. I have Nelson Cruz. And at number five, I have Joshua Donaldson of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, I have Josh Donaldson there too. Uh, I have Maeda. I also have Kenta Maeda. At number four, I have Nelson Cruz of the Minnesota Twins. Wait, I fucked something up. All right. <laughs> I'm just let's just get over the fact that I forgot Nelson Cruz exists. I have Lucas Giolito at number four. Oof. Whoa. Okay. Ryan. Ryan's a White Sox fan. Wait, can, can everyone can everyone did everyone have Donaldson at Yes? Yeah. I had him at five. Can you, can you repeat where you had well, him? Well, I guess I guess right now I'm saying I have Donaldson at four. I have five. Five for Ryan and Jack. Five. Let's just finish the list and you can input it after. All right. Uh, at number four, I have Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Jackson, who did you have at four? I said he, Donaldson. He had Donaldson. He had Donaldson four. All right. Number three, I had Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. So I had. At number three, I have Grandal. At number three, I have Yasmani Grandal. And I have yes, Grandal. And I have Grandal too. And everybody has Ramirez at one. Everybody also has Bieber too. So I forgot Nelson Cruz existed. I <laughs> fucked something up. So Jackson, where did you have Cruz? Six. You had him at six. That makes sense. And then ja- Ryan just doesn't. Do you want it? In I forgot somewhere. Yeah, uh, you can bump Kelp Kepler off the list. Not Kepler, excuse me, Moncada off the list. Okay. Well, everyone. yeah. No, no, no. I I get that. What what spot do you want him? Um, I would like him at number six. So just move Maeda down seven, Eloy down eight, Robert yeah, down yeah, nine, yeah, 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 yeah. Kepler down seven. Okay. At least, at least you don't have Giolito at. Or wait, maybe you, you still do. Yeah, I do. He is top four. He's the best pitcher in the division. No, in the second best pitcher in the division. Forgot Bieber exists. Wait, I so so you him. you put Cruz at five? You said. No, I put him at six. I think he's right. Donaldson's better than him. Oh, okay. And so he can play defense. Jack had Grandal there. I think that's everybody now. Wait, Jack, NFL Pulls Now is sponsored by Relevant, too. Who is? NFL Pulls Now. They're doing a jersey giveaway with Relevant Do the Fanatics. fucking moon. Let's fucking go. Great app. So, Do the fucking moon, gentlemen. Download the Relevant app. So Jack was higher on Robert than any of us, but didn't have him no, top 10. No, I, I'm the highest one. He, he, no, but he was high, he, no, but he was highest on him during the top 10 center fielders list, is what I'm saying. No, no. Right? I had him the highest. I had him yeah, really high on the list. Oh, did you? Yes, I that was I, me. I, I remember Jack Robert being super high on. Jack, no, he's not that high on Robert. Uh, I think I think Hendricks is 
top 10 for sure here. I could see I, Hendricks. I actually had Hendricks initially, and then I moved him off for Simmons just because Hendricks is a reliever. I'd rather have Hendricks on my team than Luis Robert next year. Or What? Wait, no? All right, that's definitely Robert, you'd have who? You'd have who for who? Hendricks. Hendricks. What? I think Robert yeah. is like a like four-win player guaranteed. His defense is elite. He's a guaranteed yeah. four-win player. Guaranteed yeah. four-win player. Yeah, but like, okay, obviously, uh, what's his name? Hendricks isn't going to be a four-win player because he's a reliever, but there's well, still – That's the point because relievers are not – So many center fielders out there. I don't really understand that at all. Yeah, I could go out and grab many relievers that can sum up to his value. You cannot go out and just grab a bunch of center fielders and make up Robert's value. Robert's value, whatever his last name is. God damn it. I, I, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't figure Robert. that out. Let's call him Robert. Just put them together. Just call him Luis. Luis. I, I like I like I like how Jacks I like how Jackson uh put my eight over Giolito. Love that pick. I like He's not that. better than Giolito. You see it? Uh, uh, I guess we like, a lot. I like no, like, what? Like, why? How is he a little bad? What makes you a little so bad? I guess we like Beaver. He's not bad. I love Kenta Maeda. Okay, if you okay, that's I'm not gonna get too, too upset over Kenta Maeda. I, I, I still have contending maybe over Trevor Bauer. Okay, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna oh, yeah, you did, you did say that in the group chat like, a couple. How did no one consider Kepler? Kepler's an elite defender, he's like 17 outs above. I, I had Kepler somewhere in here. How is he not better than Simmons? Where the fuck are you no. getting 17 out, outs above average? Yes, in the last three years, he has 17 outs above average. But the and I, he's a better. I wrote down nine. Where no, are in the you last getting seven? Three, in the last, what? Yeah, eight in 2018. In 2018 eight in 2019. One in 20. Oh, because oh, I wrote down his right field. Okay, that makes sense. Look, overall, he also plays center field. He's a very good defense center fielder as well. Like he's a he's a and he can hit pretty well. The last two years his offense has improved. His DRC plus has been a, above one hundred the last three years. His expected weight on base average has been above three twenty the last three years. His weighted on that's base average. Good. Well, I know, I know, three twenty is average. That's not great. no. I I I, for, I know. I'm just saying he's basically a good defense. Like he's a good he's defensive right fielder and center defender, fielder. Simmons is a average not a, average, timeout, timeout. You're calling him an average hitter. He's a well above average hitter. Kepler. Yeah, in the last, 2018 was his only bad offensive season over the last three years. 2019 and 2020 was a good offensive player. He's a, he's got a great outs above average. Year. Didn't he have a bad year this year? I remember him having a bad not a, year. Offensively, yes. He had a 109 WRC, 107 WRC plus. That's still good considering that he has good outs above average. And his bat pip was also his bat pip was also really low. Like I, it's just considerably low. Well, yeah, uh, but that's not something that's going to change considering it's been yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I saw it once. I saw the the career one. I was like, okay, yeah, he, it's 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 a trend. John Carlos Yeah, I just saw that, but um, I just I I I understand not having Kepler there. I just I like Kepler. I think he's a little underrated. Uh, he's a really good defender in center and right field. Very so that makes him versatile. I think he fits that the. Uh, situation there because Buxton gets hurt a lot. So I think he's a big help there. Uh, I have no problem with you guys having like Moncada ahead of him. I just thought Moncada, since he was, I know he had COVID in 2020, but in 2018, he wasn't good. Uh, 2019, he was very good, but the 400 back is like, is he really that good? Um, and there's some, uh, since um, Moncada doesn't play a, a position like center field and doesn't play, he doesn't play an important defensive Man. position like center field. I don't know how valuable he is defensively compared to Kepler. Yeah, and as a second a, baseman argument. in 2018, he had negative 17 outs above average. So there's that. He's a good defensive third baseman, though. Good defensive third baseman. I guess. I mean, he wasn't last year, but he was just kind of shitty all around last year. So. He was. He had COVID. I'm going to chalk it up to COVID. He had COVID all year. The whole year. 
Not the whole year, but the effects of COVID definitely affected it. The effects of COVID can affect yeah, you for a really uh, Nelson Cruz is a 52 defensive run saved per one uh, per 150 uh, games. <laughs> when? Uh, for- since 2018, like there's no way. That's, but that's because it's yeah. such a small simple. Well, because he's, he's played 26 there. innings, but I don't, exactly. I don't care. <laughs> um, how, I don't understand. Like, how, who, did anybody or not have Jimenez on their list? I didn't. Why? I, what? He's a DH, and he's not he's, a, he's he's still he's, a, he, he's he, not a DH. Uh, In fact, he's so bad of a left fielder that he's actually even less valuable than a DH. He's a three. He's probably a three to four win player, which is better than a lot of the guys on this list. How is he not a three to four win player? What was he last year? We're gonna have to. Okay, Nelson Cruz was a one hundred and what? Let me let me look. He had like a four. He had four point three wins above replacement in twenty nineteen, and he and he had a one hundred and sixty three WRC plus. That's the value of a DH. Yeah, and, well, and I, I I disagree with that. I think they're a little more valuable than more things. He, has are, a, but... he was a three. He's been a three win player per six fifty during his career so far. Jimenez. So he's already a three win like, player. Oh yeah, three win player. That's great. That's still better than a lot of the that's guys good. on this list. That's three better win than a player. It's really good. I mean, yeah, but I I have thir- I have eleven position players above him in wins above replacement per hundred per six hundred fifty plate appearances just on the spreadsheet. It gets weighted down by the fact that his his rookie year. I'm saying like who should be better? Who should I take off? Simmons. He's not better than he's not better than Elo Jimenez. He's not. Stop. Stop. No. 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 He hasn't been a four to five win player the last two years. Simmons has not been a four five win player since twenty. The last time he was a four five win player. But if you're using projected, if you're using projections. Um, he is the 3.4 win player according to projections. He's the second best left fielder. Well, no, you're also but then you're using. I'm saying look at projected hitting stats. Don't look at projected WAR, and then like okay. projected defense on your. The projected you know? defense is terrible. So yeah, which yourself, is the like, point? Is like exactly. Jimenez, Jimenez is not projected yeah. to be as bad a defender as he will yeah. be. And he, no, 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 no. He will. He he was a negative four point seven adjusted DEF last year, and I'm pretty sure if you prorate that, it's better than his rookie year. I'm pre- and they put him at a negative. 11.9, which is worse than his rookie year. So they think he's going to be as bad of a defender as he was his rookie year. Well, yeah, yeah but this is also – it's 0.9 uh, defensive value worse. But you said – uh, And they project him to have 120 more plate appearances. So is it they – pro- They project – but it's the same thing. It's he, They're saying he's a really bad defender. I don't get what your guys' point is with Jimenez. How Jimenez is not a top-10 player in this division? Because he's a fucking – like I said, he's either a DH or he's less valuable than a DH, and he's not as good as Nelson Cruz. At all. I, okay. That, but well, yeah, but, I, like, but we have Nelson Cruz like four, five, Exactly. Six. That's like so, so, right. so that's not a good saying, point. Do you recommend I put him over? Because I don't think he's better than Simmons. Simmons. He's better. He is better than Simmons. He is better than Simmons. There's, he is better than Simmons. Maybe, you know, I don't, maybe project. He is better than Simmons. Forward. I don't know if he's, he's I don't know if he's even better than Anderson. He is better than Anderson. He is better than Anderson. I put Anderson higher, but I had UA on my list. Oh, well, it depends. I don't know if Tim, it depends if Tim Anderson is going to be that because his defense like fluctuates a lot. I, he think, was good I think Anderson's steamer projection is terrible, but no, I think, yeah, of course. I agree with you, but I, but do you see me disagreeing with you there? No, no, but I, and also Anderson's a better defender than we thought. Yeah, no, he always, well, always you about, uh, all right. I'm on the team. Uh, all right. We got, well, let's get the list here. Yeah. Let's just get the list. Let's get this over. It's kind of like the same. Again, it's going to be the same. We're just saying the same things over. Really. All right. So all my evil fans. Shut up. At number one, we have Jose Ramirez, 
who is easily a top 10 player in baseball. I don't know how Jack doesn't think that. At number two, we have Shane Bieber, who is easily a top four pitcher. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that every time. At uh, number three, we've got Yasmani Grandal. At number four, we have a tie between Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson. At number six, I guess, we have Kenta Maeda. At number seven, we have Lucas Giolito. At number eight, we have Yoman Kata, who Jack carried him there. At number nine, we have uh, – what are you doing? At number nine, we have Tim Anderson. And at number 10, we have Eloy Jimenez. All right. Not bad. Please let oh, us Oh, wait. Know. I screwed that up. At, I didn't screw it up. I just didn't read it right. Eight and nine are a tie between Moncada and Anderson and then Tennis Jimenez. All right. Also, a reminder that this is a cumulative list. I didn't make this list. I saw somebody say the lost faith in me or faith in me or something. I didn't make. And that list. list was a good list. It was a. It was a good list overall. Yeah, I, I like, like com, com, comparing like four lists together and getting that list, it was pretty good. Yeah, and I mean the the margin dif- the margin of like difference we have between players like Tatis, Story, and Seager isn't that great. In certain, like I don't think anyone here yeah. thinks Tat- Story is like significantly better than Tatis. Or any, like, no, I but think I do think he's significantly top. better than Seager, but that's... Okay, well, oh. that, that's a, we're not going to talk about But he, They were all on the top 10, I, I think, overall. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I strongly agree with everyone who said Seager was too low. To all my Seager truthers, I love you. Uh, I'm here for you. I represent you on this beautiful podcast. Seager um, truthers are ones who think I, they suck. No, no, no. Truthers are the ones who think he's elite. That's what I am. And I and I hope you know, I'm out here for you guys. I represent you guys. I love you all. Uh, and I'm here to battle for you against these evil Seeger deniers and these right, evil Tatis deniers. All right. I am Let's the war draft. Make sure, to, make sure <laughs> to submit your list to us on Twitter. Make sure to add us at Detroit Pod. Jackson, sure do you want to comment them on the Instagram post, which our social media manager will be taking care of. Uh, that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of for, for for this part, right? I mean, we're moving to our war draft now. Um, are we random? Are we doing the same spots as last time? Are we randomizing picks? Again? No, let's randomize. All right, I'll do the randomizing real quick. Draft order is going to go as follows: James one, Ryan two, myself three, and Jackson four. As last time, the criteria: one pitcher, one hitter. You see, one starter, one reliever, one hitter. Right? No, it's not one, one reliever. Pitcher. I'm sorry, I can't talk. One pitcher, one infielder, one outfielder, and one utility person, which is any position. Uh, Let's go, baby. War drafts, whoever is the most war combined wins. We're doing F4. Uh, like I said, the order is going to be James at one, Ryan at two, myself at three, and Jackson at four. It's the snake draft. You guys know how that works. So, Ryan, with the first pick is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's James. James. Thank you very much. James with the first pick is on. Very obvious. It's actually not... An, this is not an easy pick. I feel like it is. I feel like it very much. I'll take Ramirez. Yeah, there it is. I was with with the second overall pick of the draft. I select Shane Bieber. Select. Okay, I'm gonna take taking Grandal here at three. Ooh, ooh, that's a bad pick. No, it's not. Um, dude, if he plays, if he plays a fuck ton, if he plays like regularly, then which for catcher he should. Ooh, is this is a tough pick now. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Kenta Maeda, and Damn then got another pick, Jackson. Yeah, and then I'll go with. Don't take the guy I want. Eloy. Let's go. Thank you. I'll take Luis Robert. 
Who's going to have more war than Eli? Like, what are you – he's going to have more – I despise both of you. Those were my next two. All right. Oh, I will I, be selecting – with my next pick, I will be selecting – who the hell will I be selecting? I have no idea. Hard, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is. Uh, I need to pick uh, – can he get me war? That's a good question, Ryan. We're going to ask that question out loud in front of everyone. I'm going to be selecting, uh, I'll just pick my, I'll just pick him now. I'll pick Lucas Giolito, make him my UTL guy. Ooh, all right, I'll take Kepler then because I don't even know who the fourth best outfielder in this division is. I hate you so much with a passion. James, you got to pick now. And I guess I'll take Lance Lynn. I just, you guys took all three of my outfielders in like consecutive order, which well, is you could have taken him. I was worried you were going to take him. Cause I don't even know who the fourth best outfielder in this division is. I, I know I, in hindsight, I would have done that. Uh, hindsight is 2020. Um, you know, uh, the white Sox don't have any good outfielders, uh, shoot toots. Uh, do the Royals have anyone good? Probably not. Oh, I know who it is. Ooh, it's I pretty obvious. I, I like you. I think this, yeah, I think this outfielder choice is pretty obvious. Um, I'm gonna go take a huge risk here, a massive risk. Massive risk can come in. Yeah, I'm gonna take a massive risk here. Uh, I, I kind of have to. I'm gonna, I'll take. Uh, no, he's not. I don't even think he's healthy right now. Bucks is not healthy right now. I'm pretty sure hurt already. <laughs> I can't pick him. He's already hurt. Right? Is he? I, I think he is. is already hurt. Is I'm like eighty percent sure he's hurt already. Oh, is Whit Merrifield an outfielder? Yes. Oh, I'm thinking Whit Merrifield then. Damn it. I thought you were going to take Buxton. No, I, I think he's already hurt. I think Merrifield was the obvious pick there. I'm as my utility player. Tim Anderson was already taken, right? No. No? He was not. Fuck, I'll take Tim Anderson then. That's a weird pick. Right. I got to think now. So I need a an infielder and utilities. So I can take anyone, pretty much. Um, I I want to go Josh Donaldson, but I don't think that's the right pick. In the I think I'll say I don't know how many games he's going to play. Is the is the big problem there? Uh, so I guess I'll go. Oh yeah, Jose Abreu, main fielder. Uh, I just think he's going to have another good year. So, I mean, that's, that's fair. And uh, I guess Nelson Cruz. Interesting, because DHs don't get war. Uh, I, think the draft. I mean, I think you'll get more than Donaldson. I'm going to be going with stuck between Lezak and Berrios. I mean, you can go like Casey Mize. No, I don't want to do Andre Iguodala. You're not funny, Ryan. I'm hilarious. Shout out James. On the vibe. I'll go with Jose Barrios here. Fuck you. That's not a bad pick. That's a bad pick? What? No, no I said I like that. It's not a bad pick. Um, Ryan, you need an infielder? Okay, I need an infielder. Uh, did you pick Josh Donaldson? Yes. Nope. No. Is Jan Moncada still on the market? They both yeah. are. Market Ooh. is this slavery? No, it, 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 it's it's like okay. Um, no, I'm not. Not just okay. 
Um, okay, so I, I guess the obvious choice would be, in theory, uh, Donaldson, but I just don't know how much I trust him to stay healthy. Uh, oh, I have an I interesting had choice. Could he be? He's This guy is very durable. Does he play good defense, though? I don't know. I, I do not know with this guy. I want to take a chance on Luisa Rice. I want to very badly. But... I don't know. I'm going to go with – I'll take the risk. Let's go with Josh Donaldson. Damn it. And well, that, that means I can take anybody. Go ahead. We got, we got a few options. Let's just think. So, could go with a pitcher. Could go, like, Plesak or Savali, someone like that. But I think I think Moncada's got to be the choice here, right? Oh, Maybe the Tigers. Representation for me. Do I want Moncada or Simmons? I probably want – Moncada is definitely safer than Simmons is. Yeah, but Simmons is probably better. I'll take Moncada. All right. Uh, so my team is Jose Rios. Um, yes, my Grandal, Luis Robert, and I'm afraid of my other guy. Who would I take? Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Give me a. I was gonna take him. But... Well, what do we got with uh, Ryan? What's your team? My team, my pitcher is Bieber, my infielder is Donaldson, and my outfielder is Merrifield. My two of the guy being Giolito. Uh, I've got Lance Lynn, Jose Ramirez, Max Kepler, and Yohan Moncada. On the fourth best team in this draft, we got <laughs> yeah, Mariela, for sure. Jose Abreu, Eli Jimenez, Nelson Cruz. I mean, they could they could all get like three, four wins. And you picked you picked four guys who will never have a war above four. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean not above four, relatively. above like four or five. I think I took four safe guys besides maybe Cruz. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our war draft. When the post comes out via our social media manager, make sure to let us know in the comments. How do you keep there. saying it like that? Like, 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 you don't, like, you don't but, trust me to do this. I've been on a roll we lately. Don't. We don't. I've been on a roll lately. I have two more posts but like on my, below uh, there, in the draft. Who is the best war draft team? And make sure to tweet us at Deep Drive Pod. Who is the best war draft team? Uh, we're going to move into our next segment, trivia, very shortly. Let's lose, boys. Moving on to our next segment of today's podcast, we have trivia. I'm winning by a lot, and Ryan's losing by a lot. In fact, you you are winning by 43 points, by 86 to 43. All right. This team only has one AL Central Division title. This is for you, Jack, and they're the only team that only has one. I'm going to guess the... Not the twins. This is easy, right? So it shouldn't be any like bullshit. Well, it could be. What was the question? Are you deaf? No, I just blinked. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the. I'm going. It's between the White Sox and the, not the Indians. Between the White Sox. Not the... okay. So it's not the Indians. Not the Twins. It's not the Royals. Is it the Royals? Is that your answer? No. Is it the White Sox? Is that your answer? Yes, that's my answer. You're wrong. What's the question? I haven't. I didn't even Which team it. only has one division title in the AL Central? Um. So I know the Twins have won back to back, so it can't be them. The Indians have won. They won it in 2016 and they won it in 2017. So I'm going to say it's the Kansas City Royals because I only remember them winning it in 2015. They did not win it in 2014. You're right. It's a, well, it's Ryan, a rare, good job. Good job, it's a Ryan. Rare Ryan point. 
Um, all right, Ryan, who was the last team from the AL Central to have the best record in the American League? That would be the Cleveland Indians in 2017. I don't know how you knew that so easily, but because we played we them, them. the Yankees played them. Yeah, we beat them. And well. we and we were the wild card teams. We beat them and we were down 2 0. And I don't know if you remember this. Let me tell a nice grand tale about the 2017. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. That was, Lindor, was Lind- what was it? Lindor with a Jeep Drive? That That's from that series, right? Yeah, it was from that series, but they lost. Lindor would have swing it a drive. That was probably my favorite. That one is gone. And who cares because we won the series? So. Which yeah, Chad Green team, so Jack, Jack, which team has the most AL Central Division titles? That would be the Detroit Tigers. That would be wrong. I it's the care. Twins. It, it is also not the Twins. What the fuck is it? Cleveland Indians. They have two. They have two. Uh, no, they have ten. What? They were good in the early. They were yes, they were good in the very good in the early. All right, so dumb. All right. This team, Ryan, who would go on to lose the World Series, won the first AL Central Division title. I don't even know the NL Central formed, buddy. (laughs) This Um, is not the NL. I I know. I don't. I said I don't know when the AL Central formed, buddy. So I have no idea. (laughs) You said Uh, you said went on to lose the World Series, right? Yes. So it's the Cleveland Indians because they went on to lose the World Series. You're also right. Wow, Ryan's racking up the points today. It was in 95 or 97? 97, 97. All right, Jack. Who was the first AL Central team to win a World Series? Oh, the Indians, right? Are you fucking dumb? You're they wrong. haven't won a World Series in the AL Central team. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't won the World Series oh, since 1946. I thought it was... I Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was stupid of me. So you said this was the, the first team to win the... My last question was the, the first team to win the AL Central was the Indians. So it was after 95, 97-ish. So it wasn't the Twins. The Twins haven't won a World Series since then. Was it the Kansas City Royals in 2015? No, what? No, it was the White Sox in 2005. You got the White Sox? I forgot they won the World Series. All right, Ryan. No, wait. It It is is for Ryan. This is probably harder. Who was the first MVP award winner to be a member of an AL Central team? Did did Cleveland have any? That's a tough... I'm thinking thinking of Albert Bell, Jim Tomei. CeCe never won one there. The easy one. MVP. Yeah, CC never won an MVP. That's why I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking of great a... players to play. Uh, so if it was 97 on, I don't know if I don't think Tome ever won an MVP as an Indian. He he played with them though. I, um, can I tell him that 97 is wrong? Is it 95? Was it 95 that's on the AL Central? I don't know. It was. It was one of those. I think I know who it is, but was it was it Verlander? No, no, no. Did Verlander even win the first MVP as a Tiger? No. Nick, I gotta think now. Royals don't have any. You only have thirty seconds. I'm done. Did the White Sox? Did they win any? Um, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna just just shoot myself in the foot and say Justin Verlander when it's not the right answer. Why would you do that? You know it's wrong. Because so, I don't have another guess. Ryan, it is Justin, right? Right, James. It is Justin. Is it Justin? I think it's Justin, but it's not Justin Verlander. It's a first baseman for the Minnesota Twins. Justin in 2007, 
who played for the MVP after the Twins. Morneau. You know what's fun about this is my when I was writing this, I originally thought it would be uh, somebody who won. What? Albert Bell? No, because... No, it's not. No, because 93 and 94, Frank Thomas won the MVP, and then the AL Central started in 95. No, because ninety four was ninety four was the lockout year, and then after the lockout year, they started the division. Okay. Yeah, Morno, he won yeah, it when he should have won it. I he should not have won the two thousand seven MVP. Yeah, like three one season, he still won. Yeah, it's like the Juan Gonzalez MVP. Well, no, you know, but one of them. Whatever. Yeah, it says. Oh, I guess Lee realignment in nineteen ninety four. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> All right. So I, I, the question was wrong. That feels like a pretty easy hard question. I'm just saying. Well, oh. you were wrong because the that question was, was, was wrong. Wait, that was the hard question. Wait, was it more no? Well, I guess <laughs> I guess I'm a dumbass and read the Wikipedia page wrong. It was. Is I it not? No, because because I think the first what Jackson just said the first year that the uh, AL Central actually existed was 1994. There just wasn't a champion. So there was an MVP. You said, well, I thought 1997 because you said that's like, no, this is 1995. Because Morneau won the most recent one. Excuse me, the the, the furthest back. We'll, we'll, we'll give you half the points. Was he right or was he wrong? I think I deserve it. didn't even know if he was right or wrong. Uh, well, okay. Based on what I... Well, the, fir- the, fir- the answer. Cent- AL Central first MVP. Well, it, I don't know if Google's going to get it right either, but... Whatever. Oh, you gave him half the points. He gets half the points. I don't think it's gonna kill. Well, because the first the first player who won the MVP award as a member of an AL Central team was Frank Thomas. But, but that wasn't the AL Central. Yes, it was. Ninety four. It was the AL Central. But I I was wrong and thought it was ninety five, which is why. But technically, the first team to ever win the AAL Central was the Indians. In 95, and, but yeah. th- that so, doesn't mean the division didn't exist in 94. Yeah, no, he's it's technically right. No, he is technically right about this. That was an AL, that the AL Central was formed in 94. So if he's right about that, and it yeah. would still make the other question right. Yeah. But it would make the final question that, like, I was wrong. So, like, I, I'm, un- okay, I'll put it this way. I'm wrong. But based on what I thought, Jack is right. Jack was wrong based on the question. It's like I asked the question wrong. So, so I guess. So I, I say no points for Jack. Yeah, that makes sense. He got the question wrong. And I, I love that. I love that set. I love that final call. I love it. I love it. Perfect ruling. Perfect, perfect, perfect ruling. It's not Jackson, perfect. What, it's perfect. Jackson, what do you think? Are we still talking about this? Does he get the points yeah. or no? No. Uh, no. Exactly. Okay. Let's go, boys. Because the the you asked a question and you got the answer wrong. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. You're still up by 38. So who really cares? 30. <laughs> 30. And we'll we'll reset after next episode because next is the 15. So. Next right. episode, our questions will be worth 10, 30, and 50. So maybe <laughs> maybe Ryan could come back. All right. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Deep Driving the Left Field podcast. Big thank you to Robin for sponsoring today's podcast. Make sure you give us a follow at Deep Drive Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you give me a follow on Instagram at LB Nerds. And make sure you go uh, subscribe to Ryan at Yankee Stats Talk on YouTube. It's been a deep drive to the left field by Castellanos, and we will see you in episode number 15.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.